quiet, please. Now on the tee, two happy golfers. Grip it and rip it. Get in the hole. Welcome back, listeners, to a very special episode of Two Happy Golfers. G'day, Dave. How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. Great episode, this one. Great episode. The reason we call it a great episode is we're joined by young Aussie star making headlines on the LPGA Tour, Grace Kim. G'day, Grace. How are you? G'day, guys. How are you? I'm good. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Grace. Not a problem. (laughs) Thanks, Grace. Thanks for joining us. Um, can you tell us how you got into golf? Um, I would say my dad introduced me to golf. Um, hated golf for two years, I would have to admit, but um, I eventually found the spark of, you know, like winning junior events when I started winning like my age group and whatnot. So, you know, got a bit of a taste tester when I was young and then um, didn't, still didn't really understand what tournament golf meant until I won um, Aussie Junior in 2017, which got me a start into Oz Open. And obviously back then it was still um, co-sanctioned with LPGA. So I was seeing all these, you know, great professional female golfers that I've been seeing on TV, like right in front of me. Um, And I was like, oh, okay, I think I really want to do this. So back when I was 10 is when I started. um, And yeah, I'm glad that dad pushed me the the right amount, I guess. No, nothing will get you more into golf than a win, eh? Yes, yes. I think, um, I guess, yeah, that's the easiest way to put it. <laughs> so your dad's a pretty handy golfer too, He's then? all right. He's a social uh, hacker, I would say. Um, he plays off like, <laughs> yeah, he plays off like, I think, 15 at most. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's just enjoying golf at the moment. I just got him a new set of clubs for Christmas, so he's loving life. Oh, how good is that? Yeah, awesome. Um Right, let's get into it, Grace. The win, third start on the LPGA Tour, um, your rookie year, your third start, and you take home the chocolates at the Lotte Championship in Hawaii with an unbelievable finish. So you birdied the um, 71st and then the 72nd hole to make make it into a three-way playoff. Um, how did you go going down the stretch there? knowing that you needed to birdie? Well, I guess I I knew that um, I was close. I didn't really know I was going to finish birdie-birdie then go into a playoff. Um, It's not the easiest finishing holes at Hoa So I knew that 16 had, you know, water down, straight down the middle. You have to pick and choose what side you wanted to go on. Um, You know, water down on the right side on 17, but tight driving a landing area same with 18 like it was just you had to be so precise and I made sure that I was just you know taking it one shot at a time um I wasn't too nervous because I trusted my caddy enough um I guess we bonded we gelled very well and yeah I guess good things happened at the right time in order for me to get into the playoff so that was really cool yeah right so in the playoff um birdie the first hole to win the playoff uh must have been an amazing feeling um did you have it? Did you know you had it wrapped up as soon as you hit the putt? Um, I think it took me a very long. Like I knew the putt dropped, but I didn't realize what was happening. Um, you know, like I wasn't intending on pushing my three wood to the right towards the water. I didn't mean to hit my chip so far past the pin, then hold the putt, 
and then you know everyone's just cheering at the same time so i'm like what is going on i literally looked at my caddy you can see the reaction like i just didn't even have time to process like a fist pump or anything like it nothing <laughs> nothing exciting i just looked at my caddy and i was like what the hell did i just do um just frozen uh, like yeah just in shock in absolute shock um and you know he just said like you just become an lpj winner which you know kind of brought me back to life it was like a pinch but <laughs> it um yeah it i i just yeah i don't know how i did it <laughs> unbelievable isn't That's- it funny you, you probably hear those stories growing up and you think how can you not know that yeah you know, i'm sure people have been in that position you're like you've just won how do you not know but you know probably later that night you're like Wow, I've actually won. Well, you know, it all yeah, sunk in now and it's like you're just in the moment. I was buzzing that whole night. I actually was in a, fl- a red-eye flight. So I had a seven-hour flight and I didn't even sleep for an hour. So I was just like uh, it, like in my head, like I couldn't really comprehend what was going on. You know, I just had one video on repeat on my phone as like when the putt sank and I was just, um, <laughs> d- yeah, it was just on repeat just to make sure that it really happened. That's me. That's the part. Yeah, I did it. I did it. <laughs> That'd be Dave. He'd be going around showing everyone on the plane. So that's me. Absolutely. Uh, that's me on there. I won. Look, yeah. Was, um, so was, it, was a plane trip first class at least? Oh, uh, no. I was I was in my comfy little window seat, resting my head on the side. With a trophy in the lap. With a trophy in the lap. No, that would have been uh, that would have exceeded my two carry-ons on the plane. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so with the win. Talk us through what that gets, what that means now for for Grace Kim with that win, um, you know exemptions, um, put you into the majors now. Obviously, um, rocketed you from 181st in the world up to 80th in the world, um, and I dare say by the end of the season you want to be. Let us know where you want to be by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I'm. I mean, very fortunate to have an early so. Uh, sorry, a win so early in my career, I can't even talk. Um, but it, you know, it's changed a lot for me so quickly. And I think I've just got to make sure I take the time to understand what's just happened and then, you know, make goals from then onwards. So I guess, yeah, it's put me in a great position. Um, I will take it. Hopefully, you know, within the top 20, 30 would be ideal. Um, you yeah, know, nice. that's just, there's a lot of good golfers out here, so you can't be too greedy, right? But, um, you know, as a rook, it's probably the best thing that could have happened. Um, it's definitely not the easiest first year out here with any tours. Um, but, yeah, in saying that, like, I guess, you know, I, I mean, I resulted in two miscuts after my win. Like, I think I'm still trying to find my ground, but it's just how it's going to be. Like, you just got to make sure you work week in, week out. So, um, yeah, just trying to really do that. Yeah, has it, has it changed your schedule now that you have that sort of exemption? Yeah, I mean, you know, a, yeah, it's given me two years an exemption on the LPJ tour. It's given me all the starts I can get for the two years. Um, it's a great problem to have, and it's obviously given me the privilege to pick and choose my tournaments now, which is awesome. Um, you know, I'm trying to work as best with the schedule provided for the year um, with how much travel we're going to have. So I am like, for instance, I chose not to play the match play next week, which is in Vegas. Cause then we've got to come back to the East coast and play two weeks in New Jersey. So things like that, you know, my goal is to play well, especially during the majors. So I'm trying to schedule around that. 
Yeah, how good is that? And as you said, good problem to have. Yes, very good you problem schedule, to you have. You schedule your routine now, which is great. Instead of, oh, I've got to keep playing all the time as much as I can. So mm, Correct. No, that's great. Are you um are you superstitious now because you've got that win or have you been superstitious since your junior days? Like do you do something the night before or No, I I I tell my I I'm not superstitious. I I'd, I'd say that um you know, I think it's just a little I guess devil's voice in your head saying that you need to do things to have a good day. Like it's not like you know, anything happens, uh, anything can happen. Um certain things like, you know, having a lip balm in your left pocket like I guess you can call that being superstitious, but that's just me wanting lip balm in my left pocket. Like it rattles with my <laughs> marker in my right pocket. So I don't know, but I, I try not to be for sure. Cause yeah, it's, you know, it messes with your mind and golf already messes with your mind already. So that's the last thing you want. I've just, I've just written a note down to buy a lip balm to buy a lip- in my left pocket. <laughs> you know what? It's so, taken me, what, like 10 years to realise that you need SPF in your lip balm as well. No wonder it's getting burnt all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I carry it in the bag. I'm just going to stick it, stick it in my left pocket. Left pocket. Yeah, sounds great. And the boys will be like, what do, you, what do you got that in for? Well, Grace Kim does it, so I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's a good tip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, what do you do on like a daily basis? Like. What's your practice routine? I guess so. An ideal off week would be I'd be I'd take I spend four days at the golf course. You know, try to take the two days off away from golf mm-hmm. as much as I can. Um, you know, it depends week in week out as to what I'm working on. So generally, you know, if I'm just working on the fields I currently have, it you know it can differ from two hours to six hour work at the golf course, varying from all different parts of my game from, you know, long game, short game, putting. But ideally, I, my problem is um, the amount of balls I hit on the range um, deters how, well, yeah, it tells me how confident I am. So if I don't hit, I used to be really bad, but like if I don't hit 100 balls, say, um, those feels aren't with me on the golf course. So I don't feel confident with my with my long game like things like that you know right now at this point I've got to manage my practice well and you know conserve my energy but during an off week I tend to spend a lot of time hitting golf balls um whether they're not whether whether or not they're quality or quantity but I try to make a quality um and I guess yeah nowadays I'm definitely spending a lot more time short game and putting because they're the money makers so yeah that yeah that's where it's at yes So just just a little tip there. So if you're on on the range and it's not feeling great, do you grind it out or do you just take a break and go and do some chipping and putting and then go back to the range a bit later? Um, I think it depends. Like it, I tend to just back away a little bit because I think I tend to overthink a lot. Um, if it's something that um, I guess I really want it resolved and I make sure it's um, you know quality over quantity, then I just keep grinding it out because. It's not like you can back away every time. Like you just got to make sure you push through. But at times, I tend to hit too many golf balls, so that's when I take the break. Yeah, good, yeah, good one. point. So I was going to ask about the, um, you know, being a rookie on the tour. What's the camaraderie like between the Aussies? You know, did you have you had any assistance from other Aussie players on the tour, Hannah Green or Minji Lee? And you know, have they reached out? Is it a tight little group of the Aussies? Are they helping you with your schedule? Um, where to stay, where to eat. I mean, Talk us a bit about I that. think, I don't know if I'm being biased or not, but 
Aussies probably have the greatest camaraderie out here. Everyone always looks at us and say, I want to be an Aussie. Like, I, I, I love Aussies. Like, just how we bond without knowing each other as well, like, at times. You know, you meet new people, you're an Aussie, great, we're mates. Like, it's just... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how it is with Aussies, right? Um, but the girls, like Hannah, Minji, um, Sarah Camp, you know, Steph's my age, but she's been out here for longer than I have. So even her, like, having best... And Sarah Kemp, um, there's a lot about a lot of us out here right now, and it's just so nice to see each other during the tournament weeks. But, um, yeah, we try to make dinners you know not every week because we can get sick of each other but um (laughs) um but yeah like you know they they're just such a great contact to have whenever I'm stuck so like you know hotels or rental cars or you know anything like it's just they're always there which is great and I take it that's them being there sort of helped you in your first year of being in America as well like pretty daunting to sort of off you go yeah and now you probably feel a bit more at home seeing them as well yeah I mean you know if you know they've done it been here done that like I don't know why we can't um so you know they've they've been there from the get-go you know even through my elite amateur days they've always they've always messaged me and said congratulations and I think just saying like seeing that is quite nice um but you know they they never fail to respond back so it's yeah it's awesome that's Was great. it your shout for dinner after the win? Um, you know what? I haven't actually you? gone out with them yet since the dinner, so maybe, <sighs> maybe I should, right? Yeah, you meant to be going. I got something to show you. Guys, yeah. right? Look what I got! Look what you I got! What? But now you sent a trophy since home, so Hannah come on. Green recently <laughs> won as well. We'll just make it a double party or something. Oh, it'd yeah, be a absolutely, big night. <laughs> absolutely. And and the girls did well the following week in the um the world, um teams play yeah so did you follow that yes yeah. i did um so. i didn't manage to watch the whole game but i was so happy you know it, it was a bit of a shame that they lost but you know it's not always a loss it could be a lesson um and i'm i heard that the thailand team played really well so you know credits to them but i'm number one is australia in my heart so very happy yeah for sure i mean we were ranked seventh going into that tournament um but yeah obviously, obviously the aussie camaraderie was strong because it came through in the team's play uh if it wasn't for the jaganatan sisters in thailand side we probably would have taken home the, the win there but yeah it, it's it's great to hear that because you know young golf was coming through i mean i was, I was going to ask you who your idol was you're the four-time recipient of the kari webb scholarship was she one of your idols growing up yes Yes, a hundred percent. She actually, we actually were on the phone. I think yesterday as well. You know, she's giving me tips here and there. Like, you know, she was talking about how at KPMG she's bringing her Kari Web scholarship winners for this year, and we might do an Aussie dinner. And I'm like, you know, that was four years. Like the last time, well, the one Hannah Green one that was four years ago already. Like, it's just insane how time goes by, but your idol has has hasn't changed. I still look up to her. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Like she's. She's given so much to us and I want to be able to reciprocate that when I achieve hopefully as much and as more or hopefully more than she did, which will be, Absolutely. yeah, historic. Like, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be a fantastic career for yes, sure. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Car is leaving behind a great legacy with that and, um, yeah, if that can be instilled in some of the golfers like yourself coming through, then that's awesome, you know. Um, I was going to ask about um, any golfers or uh that you're sort of looking forward to playing with 
or getting to know more that, um, you know, like obviously you like the rest of us golf tragics, you watch it on TV before you made the tour. Is there anyone, you know, that you, you've come across yet or you, you're looking to come across and play against or with? I think it'll be um, if I wanted a pairing, the ideal pairing, apart from the Aussies, which I've already played with, um, would probably be Lydia and Nelly. I think they're the two hard to beat right now. Uh, I was close to playing with Jin Yonko last week, but missed that boat, but that's okay. Um, but I think, you know, seeing Nelly, her body type and my body type are quite similar. We're just very tall and lanky, um, but she's obviously a lot stronger than I am. So I want to just, you know, see what she's done through her career to be able to hit it so far um, and straight and just absolutely, you know, clean sweep last two years ago or last year. And, yeah, Lydia's just – I, I um, she knows me and I know her, I would like to say. Um, but I've never got to play <laughs> with her, so that would be amazing. But um, at the moment, like, I think people think I'm on this – a new pedestal but i'm not like i'm still a rookie out here like i'm nelly came up to me and said congratulations the week after and i was like oh my crap and goodness like <laughs> what like, who would who would have thought like four years ago that's happening you know what I mean? people like... <laughs> are congratulating it i'm still like i'd happily back away for a tea time if nelly wants like it's just insane like it's it's crazy how far it's taken me but um, yeah, I'm still me, so. <laughs> You've got a target on your back now, mate. They're coming <laughs> after you. You know, the up-and-comer. It, um, it, it must be pretty cool knowing that, yeah, these top players know your name now, really. You know, like a, being a rookie, obviously you're starting out, that's what a rookie is, but, you know, for them girls to all know your name now is, must be pretty surreal. It's Yeah, it's, like I said, it's, it's crazy how many people, like so many, you know, top names have come up to me and congratulated me. Um, like they're following following me on Instagram. Like non golfers are messaging me and saying congratulations, and I'm like, this is like insane. But um, yeah, I guess got to get used to that now, right? <laughs> Absolutely, it's only going to get bigger and better. That'd so that's, be that's ideal. great. Did the Instagram did the Instagram followers did that skyrocket after you win? I had to give my phone a break. Like it was insane. Like um, yeah, Instagram just pretty much went through the roof. Um, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't keep track of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. What what course and what event are you looking forward to playing the most this year? I think right now what's coming up, um, Pebble Beach at US Open would be pretty damn cool. Um, you know, it's the it's the Pebble Beach, so I really want to see what, yeah. it's look, what it looks like. Um, the other thing would be like – So you've never played? Oh, no, no, I've never played. You've I've never played. Never yeah. played, okay. But, um, yeah, that would be very cool. But I guess the other one would be the anything overseas. I haven't been to the UK, and so that would be um, pretty exciting too. So the Open, the Women's Open? Yep. Looking forward to that? Yes, very much yep. so. Uh, being um, that you haven't played these courses, like how do you go about learning the course? How much time do you spend? Is it just one practice round or do you get there a couple of days early um, or are you relying on – the caddy to do a little walking beforehand or insight from other players? I think being a rookie, yeah, one of the things is having to – or not having to know the course. So ideally I try to travel on the Sundays depending on how the schedule pans out. But 
I try to get there a little earlier. We normally can't get access until access to the course until Monday morning. Um, practice facilities normally Sunday afternoon. But yeah, I try to play nine holes on the Monday, nine holes on the Tuesday, but and then prime gets in the way. So I make sure at least I have the nine holes practiced in my own way before the prime. So yeah, I do rely on the caddy to know, you know, a lot more than me, especially the greens. At the end of the day, I've got to hit the shots, so I've got to I've got to know as much as he does. So What's the main thing you're sort of looking for when you're playing, um, like when you're playing the practice rounds? Are you looking for obviously where to hit the ball, or is a green speed the main thing, or where to miss on the green, and all that sort of stuff? I think it's just how you know the course is laid out. Obviously, you know there's different cuts to different fairways, or the green surrounds. Like, what's a bunker to miss? What's a good area to miss it on? You know how the green slopes and how the green, how the ball would feed if you land at certain areas, like things like that. But mainly like, you know, when your ball doesn't go to where you planned out to go, where's a good miss? Yeah, where's the red zone? Where don't you want to hit? Yes, where are so the red zones? Where are the red and, green yeah. zones? Yes. And do you tell the caddy, write this down or are they writing it down or what's the go? No, I I do my own thing. I The caddy does his own thing. I guess we just try to put our two together um, hopefully we're on the same page, but we generally know where not to go. That's for sure. I got miss left. You got miss right. What, what's going- <laughs> hit it down the middle. Yes. Down the middle. <laughs> that looks good. If in doubt, yes, hit down the middle. Exactly. Um, just on just on the caddy, like your caddy relationship. How long have you had the same? You had the same caddy for a long time, or is it? No, I parking on a new caddy. Um, so I had my, the caddy that I won with was Mikey Curry. Um, he's an English guy that I met through a contact at the start of the year and I wanted to make sure that my first LPGA tournament wasn't our first event together. So I made, I played an Epson tour event the week before, you know, just to get to know each other. We did a FaceTime call when I was in Australia just to talk about scheduling, and get to know each other. So did make sure we did that. And then we decided to do like a five week trial up until Hawaii which at the start, I think after round one, I told him, I was like, hey, like, I'm happy to call ends on this trial and just keep going with you if that's okay with you. And then he said yes, and then we ended up winning. So that was cool. But (laughs) um, he recently, uh, we've actually just split after last week's event um, due to our own little, I guess, uh, situations right now. So I'm actually talking to a couple of other caddies, but, yeah, it didn't end too long with my previous caddy, but um, I guess um, it's something that you have to deal with when you're on tour, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and I'm pretty sure you'll have a few guys sticking their hand up and <laughs> sticking their hand up to carry your bag. I know if you're ever in Oz, ever in Oz again, I'll stick my hand All right. up. No problem. All right, no worries. All right. I'll keep that in mind. And you need to have that sort of bond with the caddy too, don't you? Like you've, you've obviously had caddies being juniors and stuff, but then do you find it different? Yeah, when you have that connection with a caddy? Yeah, I think it's so crucial. Like, you don't understand how important it is to be comfortable with a caddy out on the golf course. Like, if you know, if if something's not right, it's not, something not sitting right with you in terms of the caddy, then you're just never going to feel right on the golf course. So, like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Go find a new caddy, stop wasting time. You know, it's – I was so fortunate to have met a caddy so um, – 
you know, meticulous and professional, very knowledgeable. You know, you go through a couple of caddies and you hopefully learn from what the previous caddy has done and then apply it to your next little bit if that's if that's the trial. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you just learn as you go, I guess. So the recent top ten at the um, Cognizant Founders Cup, uh, that was a good finish as well. And that was obviously – uh, a course that suited your eye, or um, you just—that was the that was one of I think a couple of courses that I knew from the schedule. I did a Monday last year on that at that golf course, so um, I guess I had a bit more knowledge for the golf course. But it it was a tight golf course off the off the tees and the fairways on the fairways as well. So um, I just kept it in play, and then the weather got quite challenging so i made sure to keep it in play while everyone else was struggling or you know playing well so i just managed to do my own thing yeah um interesting question here like um how do you manage your professional golfing career with your personal life i mean you're only what 22 23 years old um traveling the world obviously there's things that out there you want to see and do when you're traveling at the same time it's not just um I'm going to Florida to play golf for two weeks and I'm not going to see or do anything. How do you balance that? I mean, it's got to be hard at your age, um, you know. I mean, I'm still learning. It's very hard to keep it separate. Um, you know, it's – you just got to make sure to remember that this – or for me, anyways, I've got to remember that my golf's my business and then my personal life's completely different. Make sure – not to sway your emotions too much and get it mixed up. You know, um, it's still a work in progress. At the moment, it's a lot easier to manage since I don't have to stress too much about, you know, keeping my card for the year or anything like that. But um, I want to make sure that I don't, you know, back away or slack off. I've come in to this year making sure I do my best possible. So that's kind of at it's like tunnel vision at the moment, so nothing can really stop me. <laughs> yeah, that's no, awesome. Does it sort of help being overseas? Like, not to say you have no friends over there, but you, you obviously all your girlfriends and stuff are over here from school yes, and all that sort of yes. stuff. Like being overseas, you're sort of away from that. Yeah, like, yeah. Sure I mean, being a junior, they would have been like. Well, like, um, I've got mum here with me this this couple of, well, this stint anyways, and then dad's coming. But yeah, I I mean, as much as I love to be home, it's my job to be traveling the world and playing golf. So it's, yeah, it is what it is. Like everyone's living their own life. It's, you got to do what you got to do. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Are, you, are there plans to come back and play on the Australian tour again at the end of the end of the year? Yes, um, 100%. <laughs> oh, that, that'd be awesome. Hopefully we can catch up with you when you're back in Australia. Yeah, of great. course. Yeah, what, do, you, do you have any goals for the rest of the year? Um, I mean, the main thing that a lot of the LPGA um, girls told me at the start of this year and towards the end of last year, for instance, like Hannah and um, Minji, everyone else, you know, they wanted to make sure that I was enjoying my journey um, as a rookie, like as, you know, disregarding how stressful it can be, make sure I enjoy every moment. So I'm still trying to do that, I guess, that was kind of the sentence I told my interview at Hawaii as well. Like I wasn't expecting this whatsoever. I'm still shook. Uh, I was just trying to enjoy it. And I guess that's kind of, you know, 
the method of madness, but um, just, yeah. I mean, obviously we go in every week trying to win an event. So that is the ideal goal, but making sure I accept whatever comes my way and don't take a loss as a loss, but more of a lesson. Yeah. So surely getting the win this year was a big accomplishment. So getting that was obviously had to be a goal this year, was it? Yeah, I mean, oh, no. Okay, I wouldn't say a win was a goal, but like (laughs) it it wasn't – it was a goal, but it wasn't like a realistic goal for me. Like I just wanted to keep my car. That's all I really wanted to do. And, you know, a great outcome has come for me. But, you know, in saying that, I want to still make sure I give it my all this year and, yeah, do my best. Yeah, yeah keep keep playing great golf and, you know, anything can come your way. That's the thing. You hit a purple patch like you have and, um, you know, you're in the hunt. You, anything can happen. Uh, manage those expectations. That's what we talk about a lot on the podcast is managing expectation. Um, a lot of us have too high expectation. But, you know, it's great to hear that you sound you're grounded, you've kept your card for two years, it's time to go to the grindstone now and just work away at it and chip away and, and learn everything you can learn this year and be better for it the next time around, I guess. Yeah, I guess um, expectations always just going to come. So accept it and move on. <laughs> accept, that's it. Uh, Ali, I haven't got much else. Um, I'm looking for an interesting story. An, an interesting story um, on the golf course. You know, is it, have you played with anyone famous yet? Um, any funny stories? Uh, oh. Anything you can think of? I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, you have. Crazy fan. Crazy fan. Crazy fan, yell on out. Oh. That'll, that'll be Dave in Australia. Crazy <laughs> fan. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, I think the most bizarre thing that's happened to me on the golf course, and I don't know if I can do it again, is get a ball stuck up in the tree. Oh, Dave's done that. <laughs> oh, we, we took terrible. a photo of that. Yes, we did. Yeah. And you wonder how it gets caught in there. It was just a little tree, my one, and I don't know how it got pinned in between. The oh, like I snipe hooked this thing off the tee and just got it stuck up in the tree. <laughs> That's all right. I got my four iron stuck in a tree trying to oh. throw it up in there. So. Uh, then I had to try and get it out. Oh, you know, imagine dear. that. The ball you just leave behind, they keep making balls, but you, I'm not going to go and buy a new four iron. Oh, yikes. Um, yep. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, Grace. It's been awesome having you on the podcast and we wish you all the best for the rest of the year. Thank um, you. You're our new favourite golfer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Grace. We really appreciate your time. It's been fantastic. No, thank you guys for the time as well. So it was nice speaking to you guys. And feel feel free to reach out to the other Aussies on tour. We'd love to have them on board. You know, if we send them a message, you can let them know you've been on the Two Happy Golfers podcast. Just quickly, have you listened to any of our podcasts? I believe I have. No, I I just I can't because obviously you guys have gone through a name change, so I'm trying to remember which episode it was. But I would like to say that I have, but I've got a memory of a goldfish, so I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> probably we'll forgive you. Anyway. <laughs> I'll uh, make sure that. to recruit all the Aussie guys um, instead. So <laughs> that'd be Absolutely. awesome. That's it. <laughs> that'd be awesome. We'd appreciate that. Uh, not a problem. All right, Grace. Well, all the best for the rest of the year. We wish you well. Thanks, guys. Australia's proud of Thank you. Thank you. Keep flying that Aussie flag. And happy golfing, Grace. Happy golfing. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode from the Two Happy Golfers. Until next week, happy golfing. Mm-hmm.